0: it's friday july 27th i'm in the cypher don't really have time for a long episode but i wanted to be consistent and keep putting stuff out there props to anchor good looking out um and also um, i know they're working on the 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 new end where you can like find someone and do a show with them on the spur of the moment. Um, I hope they get that fixed because that's a really great idea. Anyway, uh, real quick on the Kevin Durant thing. Here's the thing. Yes, Kevin Durant left the OKC Thunder after losing to the Warriors in the conference finals. Yes, they were up 3-1. Warriors came back and won that series. And he did join a 73-win team. But to be fair, he joined a 73-win team that also lost in the finals. And also was up 3-1. And because I don't think enough people know this, whether, and you might not feel one way or another about this, Kevin Durant didn't come to the Warriors and ask permission to join Steph, Clay, Draymond, Iguodala, and company. He, he, he didn't do that. They called him. They came to his house. They pitched to him to join them. And so I get how people feel, oh, he went and joined a team that was already really good. He did. And you can have a problem with that. Mind you, that we're two seasons beyond that now. But and people still seem to have an issue with that. Um, As a fan of the the game itself, it didn't bother me. And more importantly, since my favorite team didn't get him, it didn't matter to me one way or another. Um, it, it made the league interesting. It gave the league a new villain because now Golden State is the team everybody wants to beat. And that that makes the NBA more interesting. And now you're seeing more teams try to form up and create more super teams. And I have no problem with that because guess what? Despite what most people want to say, the NBA has always been a top-heavy team, a league. It's always been top-heavy. It's always had... Four or five teams that were truly great, that could truly compete for a title, and then everybody else. That's not new. That's been going on long before I became a fan of the league, when I became a fan of the league, and and so on. That's just the reality of the NBA. So when people get crazy that, I can't believe they got Katie and now they added DeMarcus Cousins. I, I understand on paper how that looks like, man, they got DeMarcus Cousins. The guy had a ruptured Achilles, man. They don't have DeMarcus Cousins. He's part of the organization. But the reality is he may be back in February or March. And even when he comes back, he won't be 100%. I mean, he's he's an incredibly talented guy. But he's used to also getting 18 to 19 touches on the Golden State Warriors. He can cut that in half at best. And they play at a pace and a tempo he's not used to. Again, I don't know even when he's somewhat healthy how he'll actually fit with them. Um, back to Durant. At the end of the day, yeah, he left and he joined the Warriors. But he didn't join the Warriors and and was like a tag along and became like their second or third best players. He's their best player. Not only did he go to the Warriors, he made them better. And he's their best player. Steph Curry's a two-time MVP. And he's the second best player on his own team. Enough of that. So I'm moving on from KD. Um, So just for fun, off the top of my head, I thought I'd do my top 10 players all time. In no particular order, I'm going to go Russell, Bird, LeBron, Magic, Jordan, Kareem, Wilt, Duncan, Kobe, and Elijah one, and I know right off the bat a lot of people are going to go you don't have Shaq in your top 10 I don't I've got Shaq number 11 Um, but that's my top 10 I'd love to hear from you and hear your top 10 Facebook fam please feel free to put out your top 10 Um, one more thing I'm going to do my top 15 players 25 and under in no order Anthony Davis, Giannis, Kyrie, Embiid, Ben Simmons, Drummond, Porzingis, Donovan Mitchell, Djokovic, Devin Booker, T.J. Warren, Wiggins, Tatum, and Brown. Obviously, everybody knows what Kyrie can do. He's one of the most dynamic offensive players in the game, and he's still only 25 years old. Kyrie's obviously a score first point guard, but he can distribute. He can create for others. And more importantly, he doesn't just attack the basket anymore. Kyrie has extended his range. He shoots almost 40% from three. Anthony Davis is an easy choice because you're talking about a guy that not only can dominate offensively, but he is, to me, the best all-around defensive player in the NBA bar none. It's, It's not even close. AD can give you 30 and 12 along with two steals and four or five blocks. He's that kind of presence. Um, Giannis is very similar to AD. Think of Giannis as AD without the jump shot. If Giannis should ever get a consistent jump shot, and I'm not even talking about from three. If he can just get a consistent jump shot from 16 to 18 feet, he's gonna. the league will be his. He will own this league. That's how talented he is now, and he doesn't have a consistent jump shot. Everybody knows about Joel Embiid, incredibly gifted, big. The strength of his game, though, actually isn't his post-up ability. It's his ability to catch the ball and face up. Embiid can put the ball on the deck. He can shoot with range. He's a great passer, and he's a terrific rim defender. So I just think Joel Embiid, as long as he can maintain health, is easily going to be one of the top bigs, if not the top big in the NBA. Um Ben Simmons, what can I say? The guy can't shoot and he averages sixteen, eight, and eight. That's without a jump shot. Um, let him develop a a consistent jump shot to go along with his other natural attributes, the sky's the limit for Ben Simmons. Andre Drummond to me is just a better a younger, better version of DeAndre Jordan. What Andre Drummond can do though, that drumming uh that Jordan can't do is He actually does have some kind of skill set in terms of um, scoring and catching in the post, Um, and he's still developing that. I I think as long as he stays a gym rat and stays hungry, Drummond's going to eventually be a guy that can give you 20 and 15. He's that kind of talent. Uh, What can I say about Przingis? A lot of people call him the unicorn, talented guy. Um, His only issues are health and maybe ultimately where the Knicks want to play him at. He's not a five um, he can play four, but he, he if he keeps playing far enough from the basket, he's going to be basically a three. I really don't know where they're going to play him at, but he's a talented guy that has a bright future. Again, like Embiid, it's about health. Donovan Mitchell is an amazing player. I think Donovan Mitchell is going to be a guy that goes from the 20 he scored last year as a rookie to scoring around 25 a game. And I think he's also a gifted defender. Um I don't see anything stopping Donovan Mitchell from being on track to become a superstar. Djokovic is on here because he's, he's that guy that nobody really talks about as much as they should. I would say Djokovic is as close to a unicorn or closer to being a unicorn than Przingis. Djokovic can play in the post. He can play around the arc. He's a great passer. The guy averages over six assists a game and he's a center. Um, He's a good rebounder, can score. Uh, If there's anything about his game he needs to work on, I would say obviously it's defense. And I would say he needs to be a little bit more selfish. He's almost unselfish to a fault. Booker's on here because he's an incredibly gifted scorer. I wouldn't be surprised if Booker leads the NBA in scoring multiple times. My only question is, is he the kind of guy that can put up numbers and lead a team to the playoffs? Or is he just the kind of guy that can put up numbers? I have Carl anthony Towns on here because I think Carl anthony Towns has the potential, along with Embiid and Djokovic, to be the three best bigs over the next 10 years. And I know people go, what about AD? AD is so unique I don't think Ad's a big I just think Ad's a basketball player um, but Towns is a terrific talent he's a guy that can give you a double double if he needs to work on anything he needs to commit more to playing in the post and he needs to compete harder on defense TJ Warren is is a sneaky person that nobody even notices and he he he, he to me in a perfect world would be a number three option. I think if Aiden pans out along with Booker, T.J. Warren is a perfect third option. The guy averaged at 19-5 and and you wouldn't even know it. He just does it so quietly. I put Wiggins on here because of it's funny because Wiggins is four years into his career and we're still using the word potential. There's no question he's a good player, but I think the expectation by most is Wiggins would be an all-star caliber player. I don't I don't think he's going to ever ascend to that. I think he can still be very good and productive and impactful, but I don't think he's an all-star caliber player. I just don't think he has that want in him. I don't think Wiggins has that dog in him. I think he's perfectly comfortable doing just enough. Um, And then on the flip side, you have guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, who both are hungry, both talented teammates. Um, Both can attack the basket. Both can shoot from the three, and both are actually pretty good defenders. Boston's problem won't be their opponents; It'll be trying to find minutes between Tatum, Brown, Gordon Hayward, and Marquise Morris and company. I think Jason Tatum' ceiling is all-star or superstar. I think Jalen Brown is very good. He might be even the kind of guy that becomes a two- or three-time all-star. Either way, the Celtics don't lack for wing talent. So that's my top 15 under 25. That's this quick show. Real quick, trying to keep out putting putting content out. Again, shout out to Anchor. Shout out to the Facebook fam. H, next show, we will finally get into some NFL. Or then again, we plan on it. And then we end up talking about NBA again. But that is the plan. It's also the plan to get the rest of the fam on here. This is the Cypher. Next time.